Hello and welcome. This is the Bits vs. Byte podcast. I'm your host, Amin Grigic, and today uh, with me is uh, Bart van Raalte. He is a technology principal at uh, Merapar. So welcome. Thank you very much. Thank um, you for be- that I can come here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you Thank you for making the trip over. <laughs> uh, and I would uh, like to start off with uh, my first question, uh, as always, is uh, a little bit about your background. So could you tell a little bit about that and also how you got to uh, Merapar as well? Yeah, maybe I can start off uh, where it all started for, for me sure, personally. yeah, go ahead. Um, I think my, my interest for technology started at, uh, at high school when I uh, was uh, introduced to, to PHP and websites and I built a first game huh? online um, and it started to grow and grow. And at some point I had, I think, 40,000 players or something like that on that. Um, so at that point I got introduced to, to managing your own servers, etc. because quite soon I grow out of the, the solutions that were offered by, by web hosters at the time. Um, so I started to run my own server, uh, started my own uh, MySQL database, the cluster for that to, to run it, etc. So that's where the interest uh, started actually for, for IT and, and computers, I think. Um, and then I did uh, electrical, electronical engineering. Um, and actually quite soon after I finished my study, I went back to software development and I, uh, I joined a software company uh, where I worked for, for three years. And then I started as an independent uh, contractor. Uh, working for uh, cable operators in Europe, actually, to, to help them uh, with their software uh, development pipeline. And after doing that for, I think, three years or so, I was thinking, like, okay, what do I want to do now? Because I, I was, yeah, being on my own, running my own company, it was nice, but it was, was uh, just me. And then, uh, actually, I, I started Mirapar with, with four other guys that I, I met during uh, those years, actually. Um, and the idea was actually that, that with the five of us together, want to build also a software company but yeah just with a group you can do way more you can do bigger projects you can do uh more complete things and not not that you're just on your own but you can really start doing end-to-end uh, solutions for customers really help them to the next level and was um, that was that also kind of a mix between you guys that that was also helping in that sense yeah absolutely so uh, one of the other guys also has a, a technical background um so yeah we two of us are really doing the technical side of the company um there are two guys really more from the sales and marketing uh, background and, and one, uh, actually our CEO, has uh, managed companies before. Mm-hmm. So I think that group really made it work because it's not really uh, my hobby to, to find new projects or to do the sales. I understand. <laughs> that, that was never the thing that, that really passionate me yeah. when I was working as an independent uh, contractor. Yeah. So I was really happy that, that other people really liked to do that and could take that part of me and I could really focus on the technology side of things. Mm. And um, that's also how you, st- how, so that's that's kind of how you guys started, right? And uh, what what did you set out to to do? So what what was the kind of goal that you you said st- you said you started out as trying to build a software company? But uh, what what is it that you do right now? Well, so one of the things that I um, learned actually during the, the the time as a contractor, but also before when I was a, a software developer, um, I, I was really uh, uh, interested by the whole cloud. Uh, uh, development that happened. You, you had Amazon growing at the time, but also Google started uh, to, to build Google Cloud. Um, and what I saw was in a lot of projects where I was working on that, that still companies were doing a lot of in-house development. So they had their own data center, their own data engineers. Um, if you, you made a solution and you had to go to the network team, they would arrange you a router and a load balancer and it would take three months. And actually in the evening, I was just playing around myself on Amazon. I was like, okay, here, I just click and have my load balancer. And <laughs> yeah. like everything that, that, that I do during my daily work takes takes a long time, a lot of effort, a lot of overhead. Well, overhead maybe not, but it, it felt like that. Yeah. Um, 
while in the evening when I was just playing around, I was like, well, in the, in the cloud, this, this is way easier. It's just managed for you. It can go way faster. Um, and actually, so when we started Mirapar, we there was also the idea, like, l- let's move away from, from the... Um, the real infrastructure management and, and taking that part as well, um, but start using more of the cloud service and let somebody else manage the, the whole infrastructure side and let us focus on what we are good at, and that's at making solutions actually for end customers really add value. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's actually when we start off, and actually when we start off, it was quite broad. I mean, we remember when we started, we were looking at, at OpenStack to, to manage your own cloud, so we did some tests with that. We looked at, at Google Cloud, we looked at... Uh, at AWS, of course, uh, but also in, uh, on Azure, we had a quick look. Um, so in the beginning, we, we were just really broad. We said we still want to do software development for companies, but on the cloud. And that can be your own cloud, your, your private cloud, or managed cloud. But then actually, over time, we, we saw that um, OpenStack was still giving quite some challenges. It was still really hard to manage and, and, and to set up, to, <laughs> to set up and, and, and actually keep it running, etc. And, and, and so we decided to, to shift focus a bit. So at, at some point we, we decided actually like, okay, we're really going to focus on, on in our case, Amazon, because that was the, the cloud provider that had the, the broadest offering of, of, of solutions actually that helped us the most. Yeah. Um, and it's also really hard, especially as a startup company, but I think for most companies to, to have a really broad focus at some point or a really broad uh, spectrum of things that you do. At some point you need to um, start focusing on some areas and really become good at that area. So mm. we had to... Well, we, we made a decision at some point that we would really put our primary focus on on Amazon as yeah. our uh, infrastructure to uh, to work on. Yeah, so uh, you've kind of uh, taken the, the choice to at least the, the solutions that you think of or the solutions that you think of for clients uh, are all or at least all you you want them all uh, to be based on Amazon, right? That's the that's the uh, is that the goal or is it still uh, is it still something that they could do themselves in their own uh, kind of environment, or or is it does it need to be Amazon in this case? It doesn't have to be Amazon. And yeah. I think it really depends on the on the on the use case. So yeah, sure. we we have some customers where where it runs uh, on prem because the use case is just there to because it has to run on prem. We we do projects for 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 big uh, telecom operators and uh, video broadcasts. I mean they have to to for example beam up signals to to a satellite dish. Hmm. That has to be hardware on site. I mean, that has to be. It has uh, to be reliable in this. It sense. has to be well. It has to be reliable. I think you can also do that on the cloud, but it also has to be physically next to to the satellite mm. dish, more or less, to, to because you have to to have yeah basically real time UDP streams that are being translated to to satellite feeds, etc. And it has to be redundant in multiple locations where multiple satellites are, etc. So those kind of things you you have to do on prem. Mm. I mean, it's well maybe slowly you can start doing those things in the cloud. Amazon is now some kind of. of uh, satellite service as a <laughs> as a cloud solution, yeah, so, but so, something like that, yeah. That, that that's still really young, but so no, Amazon is not a. It's not that we do all projects on Amazon, hmm. but in a lot of cases, it makes things easier. Yeah. And it's it's for each project we we work with the customer, with our clients, and and we see what what works best for them. Yeah, because uh, we talked a little bit before we started the podcast as well. Uh, what was interesting to me is that uh, you have multiple lo- locations, right? So you're in multiple locations in uh, in Europe. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, how do, maybe you can uh, talk a little bit about uh, how that came about, but also uh, what what kind of advantages that had uh, for you as well as uh, as a company. Yeah, so uh, when we started, we were uh, based in Netherlands and in Veldhoven near uh, Eindhoven. Um, but also from when we started, we, we knew it would be a good idea to to also have uh, 
people in 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 more the eastern side of Europe uh, because yeah the costs are lower there and it's also easier to find people there. I mean there, yeah. are, there are a lot of really good universities there. There's a lot of really good people there, and instead of bringing those people over from uh, to the Netherlands, it's probably easier to start a company there or a, a department there and run it there. Um, yeah, so we uh, we started a, a base of Meerpaar in in Gdansk. Mm. Uh, was not that easy. To, to, well, we, we we tried multiple times to, to do it, but it, at some point we, we found the right guys. Actually, um, uh, actually two brothers that we really trusted, that had the same passion for technology that we had, and mm. that, that really we could really work well together. Um, so they started off uh, Mayor Park Dansk, and we really worked close together. But they managed that office there, um, and uh, after a while we. Uh, also started an office in in the south of France, and actually was a, was a bit, uh, yeah, coincidence that, that through our network we we found uh, a good actually software development team that was working for for a startup, who I think uh, went went bankrupt or at least was not going that well, so they they yeah. had to leave that that company uh, as a complete team, and that's an opportunity that you don't get that often. I mean, it's really hard to build a good software development team and have people that that work good together and know each other. Um, and we heard from our network that actually did, that's a really good team. So um, yeah, we started talking to those guys and then really liked them. So yeah. then uh, we we invited them to join us as well. So then we suddenly had had Mirapa France <laughs> yeah. started. Yeah, because because that's uh, what interesting to me is that we do our development also uh, outside of uh, uh, or actually it's in eastern part of Europe as well. Uh, so what's interesting to me there is that. Uh, you have to have a lot of trust in those people that, to uh, to get this working, right? Yeah. As you said, you tried a few times uh, in Poland until you got the right guys, right? So, w- what do you think? It's a little bit hard to to answer the question. I can understand that, but what do you think is makes that bond? What do you think is most important as a kind of quality that you saw in these guys that um, that was really appealing to you and uh, gave you that trust to to actually start it with them as well? I think it's it's uh, it sounds maybe a bit, bit, bit strange, but I think it, it's a passion that they need to have. Mm. So they really should have the, the 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 drive and the motivation to build this company. Because only if if you have people that have that, then you can also trust them and mm. you can give them trust. Because I mean, we you don't have to control them on a daily basis because you know they have the same idea and vision or the same same end goal as you have. And I think that's something you, I think how I think that you should try to manage your company is try to share the. The, the idea that you have and then the passion and direction you want to go to and then then give the responsibility to 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 the rest of your people mm-hmm. to to execute that yeah so I, I don't want to tell them exactly what they have to do on a day-to-day basis of course i mean they should do it on their own and i think that that's what uh it's a good what one made the success for us that that we found people that had the same interest the same drive and the same passion but also we we it just worked nicely together. So, you know, I think trust is also maybe something that you, it's, it's hard to, to, to measure. How do As you I get said, it? Yeah, it? It's yeah. like a, it, it's a feeling. Like when you just talk to each other, it's like, okay, we, we can get along together. Et yeah. It's, it's a, the whole package should be should be there. Yeah, the interesting part here is that you actually mentioned passion. That's one of, uh, I always say, that's the first thing I look for when I'm kind of hiring or actually lo- looking for someone in the team, right? If you don't have that, especially in the techno- technological field, if you don't have that passion for it, it's not going to work anyway right? because y- you can you can say you like it but it will eventually show if you like really love it and really have that passion for it you'll do it any time of the day right that's that's the the, the idea also behind it but yeah and i think what what also part of the reason actually why you need to have that passion and that, that interest is that 
this field is, is evolving so fast. I mean, technology is changing so fast that, that you need to keep learning and, and, and educating yourself exactly. and, and, and move forward. So it's not that if you are good at something today that you're still good at it in a year because the, the world has changed. Mm. So I have the same when we hire people. I'm not really looking at like what, what knowledge or what skills does exactly. a person have today, yeah. but, but how eager is he to learn and, 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 or she um, and, and to uh, develop uh, him or herself. Yeah, because you you will you will keep it up for a few months, but uh, <laughs> it's harder to take that over a few years if you don't have that passion. To be to be honest, exactly. And I think if if you look at, at the the area that we are working in with the whole cloud industry, I think it's moving really fast. It's it's even. I mean, it, it's it. I really like it. It's an interesting area, but it, it it's hard to keep up. I mean, I think Amazon released last year over eighty new services or products. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. I yeah. mean, that's not something that you can just uh, do like one week a year, read a book and, and, and catch up. It's something that has to be in in your DNA. You have to do it on like daily yeah. basis. You have to, 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 to read blogs about it. You have to, to go to meetups. You have to, to talk with people about it, etc. And, mm. and and really be in there and... and, and yeah, yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Because that, that's, that's also something I talked to someone at the Amazon... Uh, uh, well, a few weeks, a few weeks ago, I think, and it, what he what he also said to me is that uh, it Amazon is that big and they have do, that much services that they really have people that have to like really specialize in one of those services, right? It's not like you cannot do everything. It's just not possible because the the, the amount, the sheer amount of services they have, you're not going to be good at every single service uh, that they have. No, right? that, that that's <laughs> it's no. kind of impossible. So and then you. Only talking about Amazon, I mean, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. we leave out the, the, the other Google cloud and the Azure yeah. and stuff like that. No, it, it's true, and I think what what well, our solution for it right now is that we we do a similar thing in our company because it, it's indeed impossible to, to know all the details. So the, the architects in in our company they have a broad knowledge about well, basically all the services because they should know the the complete field, and they are also the ones that talk first to customers about the technical sure. aspects. Yeah, but then you have specialists in different areas. I mean, some person might be. Uh, really experienced in big data solutions and somebody else more in, in the IoT mm. uh, domain. But they're sometimes linked closely together, but sometimes they're really different. But there are so many tools and, and, and also so many new services coming out every month almost. I mean, it, it's it's not possible to keep up in the, yeah. uh, anymore. It's, <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. And, and as you said, those architects maybe have the, the broader sense in the sense that they know what the service does and uh, how yeah. it how it will behave but uh, they're not going into that much of a detail right that's the that's the idea no, exactly so yeah. so they they have the, they they know the landscape they know where where to focus but they also know to which person they need to go to to get more details if if they need it and then when you really start developing a project then you 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 make a new team or you you create a, a group of people yeah that has the knowledge needed for that particular uh, kind of of project or work yeah. So why why say for instance I have a company. So why would I uh, why would I come to you? So w- with what question do uh, people usually come to you? Uh, but w- what what kind of projects are those? Could you tell a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I think it, it's quite a broad range of, of of companies that we we work for 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 pretty small companies uh, till uh, like like the the. Well, we work for for one of the biggest telcos in in the Netherlands and the biggest cable operator in Europe also. So it is a quite broad range of clients. But in general, the, the question that they come to us is they they quite often have already a, a solution or or a platform. Sometimes they want to build something new, um, and and they have a particular part of of, of knowledge or, or expertise in a certain domain. 
and they actually are, are looking for, for a partner that can help them um, building a, a platform or a solution where they can, can put their knowledge into. Hmm. So what, what I mean by that is that, um, well, you had uh, Michael Fokke in the, in yeah, the podcast yeah, a while Kubi, ago. Yeah. And, um, well, we, we also did a project for, for QB. Mm. I think QB has a lot of knowledge um, on, on thermostats and, and data from, from the thermostats and, and, and that whole area. Mm. Um, but where we c- could help them with was the, the connectivity layer to, to get these devices connected to the cloud. And that's not probably part of knowledge that, that QB needs to have on, on a... It's not that core business. It's not, it's not that core business. Yeah. And, and, and we do this for multiple companies. We, we have mul- done multiple projects where we do IoT connectivity and set the whole thing up. Mm. So we come in and in, in a relatively short amount of time, we can, can build a platform for them. And, and quite often, actually, we, we also hand it over. They, they in, at some point manage it themselves. So, so we design it. Um, we, we build it together with them. Yeah. So you have software developers. Yeah, we we have software developers exactly. Yeah. Um, but not in all case. Sometimes it, we only do architecture work. So yeah, we just do sure. architecture, and then then we we help a company getting yeah. further. But in quite a lot of cases, we also uh, build parts of it, um, or or the whole solution actually. That that really depends. Um, and and we do sometimes we we manage the whole service and we 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 keep running it for them because it's not a core business. I mean that that's in general the thing, right? Yeah. I think we. A company should focus on what what it what its core business is about. Like like you have some some particular knowledge, some some experience, some something that makes you as a company unique. And other things are not that unique. So why would you spend your expensive software developers <laughs> yeah. in 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 doing this groundwork or yeah. of, of doing this facilitation work? Um, so I think that's where we come and play. And sometimes we, we we manage that and we run that platform for customers. Sometimes we just hand it over to them. Like here you have the the code, the platform, everything, and you can now do it yourself because the heavy lifting is done. You can maintain it yourself, and if you want to change it later on. Or you can do it yourself, or you come come back to us, and we can can continue yeah. assisting it. Yeah, that that makes sense because uh, it's a good it's a good point that you make about the people not wanting to do it or companies not wanting to do it, right? I mean, um, especially when you're uh, we talked about it a little bit uh, before we started, but especially when you're a smaller company, uh, you usually don't really have or maybe uh, can't afford to have one or multiple people just working on this whole kind of infrastructure thing. And I, I think that that's one of the things, and I, I think you agree with that, uh, is um, it, Amazon is good in, in the sense that you can get something that's uh, that's hosted, that can uh, run for you. You don't need to think about it. Uh, it will come at a premium, of course. It will cost a little bit more than when you do it yourself. But uh, that's something that a lot of people... Uh, a lot of people forget is that there are hidden costs there, right? There, there, are, there are things like uh, maintenance, uh, patching the servers uh, that the clusters are running on, actually keeping up the the clusters yeah. <laughs> because when it goes down, someone has to fix it, right? Uh, is that something that you uh, get asked a lot about as well from clients that they just say, okay, I don't want to think about it, right? I just want to have it and that's it. Is, is that something that you see? Yes, yeah, some people ask for that. Some, sometimes we, we uh, try to explain it to, to, to them. Yeah. Um, because I think if you already understand as a company that, that those are things that you don't want to focus on and does cost you a lot of money, you're already quite far. I mean, then at least you have highlighted it. I think there's still a lot of companies that just take it for granted that, that, uh, that they have... Yeah. Well, and also that they have to, that, that you have to maintain service, yeah. that you have to patch your software, etc. And I think you... Well, once you start monitoring, like how much of my, my development capacity or, or, or technical staff is is used to, to build new features that my, my customers... Uh, well, make my customers happy and, and, and add something to my, my, my product and how 
many people are working on on the platform and the underlying infrastructure. Yeah. Um, then you probably already see like, hey, probably I would like to use those people that now do the infrastructure or the, the other stuff around it to, to focus more on customer-centric uh, yeah. stuff. And and I can hand it over to, to another company like like a cloud provider to do more the uh, the maintenance of your infrastructure. Yeah the, the, yeah, the 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 cool exercise here is I think for people as well is that. Um, you would be surprised how much time goes into that, right? In, into kind of maintaining and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. And it, it's quite often, it's, it's not even monitored, like how much time goes in there. But, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you, you mentioned like it, it comes at a cost. Um, it does come at a cost, but I think the interesting thing is once you start doing a, a, a total cost of ownership calculation, you really start including all the costs that, that are in there. So if you run your own uh, database on a hardware machine, I mean, yeah, of course, you have to, to buy the, the, the server and you have to buy, uh, to rent the rack and the internet connection, the, the air conditioning, etc. cetera. Mm. But you also need to take into, in, into account that, that once a month, somebody has to patch that server yeah. and uh, you need to have a, a spare server somewhere because if the thing breaks, you need to be able to quickly replace it, et cetera. You need to have somebody who is available to, to do that kind of stuff. You have to patch your, your uh, database. Maybe when your company grows, you have to add extra notes and you have to, to, uh, to, to, to cluster it, et cetera. Yeah. Those kind of costs you all need to take into account, and I think if you do, if you do take them all into account, then suddenly the the, the price of a of a managed service on 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 the cloud provider is not that far off anymore. Maybe it's even cheaper. I think in a lot of cases it, it can be cheaper. I mean, yeah. for for really specific cases or or, or big uh, companies, it, it it could definitely be worth running at your own. Yeah. I mean, if you are like a Facebook. Yeah. yeah, I mean, probably you want to run your own database because that's one of the core of your products. I mean, they they even develop the database themselves to, to run that that yeah. kind of scale. Yeah, but for most companies, it's it, that's not the case. It's yeah. it's just part of your whole solution. And why do you want to spend time in in, in managing that? Yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was Spotify or Netflix, one of those two that also went back to just doing it themselves. Right? Uh, they they were like. Uh, they actually calculated that it, doing it themselves was actually cheaper than doing it on Amazon as well. Yeah, but that's skill, right? That's exactly. That's that, a crazy skill. That, that, that's, for those companies, it can really be worth it because then you're out at, the, yeah, yeah. at that scale that, that it works. And I think even um, within the cloud, I mean, it, it really depends also what what you're aiming for, what your sure. core business is. Yeah. Um, you nowadays see that, that this whole serverless thing is coming up a lot. I mean, you can... Um, like you could run your database already on, on a cloud provider yeah. and having it managed, et cetera, by, by your cloud operator. Yeah. But now you actually can get it as a service. So you just get a get the interface and you don't have to worry how many nodes are underneath hosting <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You just say like, I, I take... Or uh, how big the nodes are or, or whatever. Uh, whatever. You just yeah. say like, I, I want to have like so many million uh, write operations and so many million read operations uh, per day or per week or whatever. And they will arrange for you. And if in two weeks you want to double that, then you double it and then... It's it, fine. <laughs> it's done. I mean, it, it's uh. in a couple of seconds, they they, they do it. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, in some cases, it, it might be worth managing it yourself. And indeed, if you take the service, that's what I want to uh, to go to. Uh, I think in the end, if you look at what what the, what the CPU costs, mm-hmm. the cheapest one is still running it probably on your own hardware. Yep. Just buy the, the stuff from from the Intel CPU or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then you you should ask yourself like how how do you utilize it? Is it hundred percent utilized? Well, if it's not, then then the rest is just waste because you you bought and there's not nothing yeah, you can do with it exactly. anymore. Um, if you go to to like Lambda functions, which is actually code uh, running serverless, yeah, you only have to pay to, for the time that you execute it. Yeah. And yeah, that that's a bit more expensive than that it would cost to to run those two seconds on your own hardware. But you only pay for what you really use. Yeah. So yeah, that's a big problem because uh, a lot of companies have like I don't know. 
uh, a smaller company may have like 15, 20 servers running, uh, which most of the time aren't doing anything. That's one one thing that happens. But on the other hand, they're almost always killed too big. <laughs> that, that that happens. But, but, you, but you, you, you must kill them too big actually because you, you wanted to calculate for peak loads I yeah. mean, maybe there's a black friday or something like yeah. that so for for a whole year you need to have the capacity for for this one black friday or exactly or yeah. for some network growth and and anyway i mean you don't want to have your servers running at at 90 or 95 percent cpu load all the time because then then well if, if something happens then then you're you're out yeah exactly yeah yeah you need to have that that kind of uh, a margin of course uh, for for peak loads as you said so what, what i was wondering about as well is that uh, you uh, are an advanced consulting uh, partner for Amazon. Yeah. Um, what What does that mean? What What does that kind of uh, How does that help you as a company being that kind of uh, advanced consulting partner? Do you have like more contact with AWS or how, how does that work? Um, I, I think yeah, we we have quite a good relationship with, with Amazon. I'm not really sure if that's directly related to the fact that we are advanced consulting partner. Yeah. But um, I think what it uh, what it also means for us as a company is that that. Uh, Amazon basically, uh, Amazon gives you the title. I mean, yeah. I mean or they, they, they give you that. They acknowledge you as, they a, acknowledge you as, yeah. a, as a trusted uh, partner for them. And basically, you get that uh, status if you do uh, an X amount of, of projects on Amazon, which are uh, at a, the right quality level and, and where Amazon says, okay, this is how you indeed should use the platform yeah. um, as, uh, as we think you should do it. And I think also for Amazon, it's really important to have those partners. So not only us, but I mean, they have, they have many of, of these partners. Um, because... It's growing so fast; yeah. it's it's impossible for them to to. They can't to, do it to, all themselves. Exactly, they cannot assist each and every company that that, that wants to start using the service or to, to manage the service. So they are building this partner network, where, which uh, we are part of that one. But they're building this whole partner network so that clients that, that go to Amazon or th- think about going to to the to cloud, yeah, have some point of contact where they can go to and and get all the the help that they need. Yeah, and you go broader than they do. Because you also build the solutions, right? And that's something they they won't do. I think no, <laughs> that no, they're not uh, going to build your software. I mean, no, uh, exactly. So we 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 yeah, we do do it all the way. Yeah, you have the best of both worlds in that sense. Yeah, yeah, and and I think yeah. So for for us, what does it bring us? It gives us like the 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 let's say the status or the the, the credibility from Amazon that that we sure. are a trusted partner that that we know what we are doing. Um, and at the same time, I think we help Amazon a lot by. Uh, just making sure that, that 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 their customers use their their platform efficiently. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, w- one thing that I uh, we we talked about about that uh, previously as well is that uh, you, you had a uh, an a product project that you kind of helped start, right? It was with uh, using all kinds of services from Amazon, like uh, Cognito and stuff like that. Uh, how did that? How did having these kind of services help you? start up a project like that was it the 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 speed of development or how how did that affect you as yeah well? so so that that project we did for a uh, for a company in the the media industry yeah and actually it was a it, it's a solution that allows uh that that company to to manage the metadata that they have so, so mm. they have a, a lot of uh, video files that they have to manage and uh, with a video file you have a, a title a description etc and that, that you aggregate from different sources etc sure. and it has to be managed um and in in, tr- in the whole industry, that, that that's quite a key thing in, in your offering to have good metadata and know exactly what there is. Um, so they they were looking for a solution to, to better manage that and get better insights and and, and make that. And uh, we basically said, okay, we, we think we can help you, but let's 
let us build a POC first for you. We, yeah. we, we build a proof of concept. We just uh, spent uh, two or three weeks. I think in the end we spent three weeks. Um, we're going to build something and then you can give feedback. Like, is this something you, you, you would like to, is this the direction you want to go into? And what we did there is that indeed we use like uh, Cognito for, for uh, user account management. Yeah. Like to, so that people could log into the system and start editing. Uh, all the data was stored in, in the DynamoDB which is a managed database. Yeah, um, managed NoSQL database. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in, in, yeah, an object store on uh, yeah. on uh, Amazon, of course. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, well, there was an Elasticsearch, a managed Elasticsearch uh, cluster running next to it to make it uh, searchable. Um, Amazon has a service called AppSync where you can actually hook a client application directly to your DynamoDB database, mm. so you can edit things in there. Uh, via GraphQL interface, which is really efficient. Yeah. Um, anyway, long story short, with using all these servers and some Lambda functions to do some real logic and aggregate uh, or, or fetch data from different sources, uh, we could build within three weeks. We had with really a, a user interface that was fully working, where people <laughs> could click through and, and, and manage it. And it was was work. It was not not a, a fake thing. There was a real backend. It was it, it was there. It, it yeah. was was usable. And I think if you would have done it all yourself, uh, like 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 setting up your own database uh, building your own login user management everything like that yeah you would never be able to to build these kind of things quickly and and later on you can still optimize because probably that i mean there was a thing i mean we could optimize some some things and maybe you want to to uh make some things or pull it out of service and do it yourself because that that's your core business yeah but most of the things are just they're really good and, yeah. and, and it, it just works and it, it and it scales I think that's also really important because quite often if you make a pocket it, it doesn't have to scale etc but in this case it it actually did scale so that we could load it with, with, with almost all the data that they had and say okay here you have your, your existing the, the data from your existing system load into this proof of concept actually proof of concept works, works faster and has almost already the same functionality yeah and, it, and that's really powerful, I think. Yeah, it gives it gives that trust to a client as well, right? That you can do it. Uh, and you can actually show them that, okay, give us just two or three weeks and we'll get you something that actually works. And you can see the, that, it's, that it's functioning and it can scale and whatever like that, right? Uh, what, I was, uh, what I was wondering about was, so you did this, you did this project. Um, did they kind of continue with that uh, proof of concept or uh, was it like, okay, we can see that it works now, but we want to do something different? How, how did no, that no, we, we're still working with this. Yeah, with, with still this client. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're now, now building additional features exactly. around, et cetera. But in there, you actually still see that, that it's, uh, we go, we, we are able to go really fast actually, because mm. as I just mentioned, we use the Lambda functions to, to do some aggregation, et cetera. Yeah. We don't have to worry about uh, the infrastructure around it. We write the code, and 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 that's that's concealed into one lambda function, and, and we just hook it in like that. I think the architecture is pretty well made from the startup, so it's yeah. really modular, and and it's really easy to swap things around. Yeah. But that's what we continue to to build. So actually, the, the proof of concept that we built was the basis of the real system. We didn't throw anything away. We just continued building it. But I think the nice thing of of uh, starting a project like that is that you can show to your customer immediately the, the, the value that you generate. Yeah. And yeah. you can, it, it's way easier also for them to give feedback on something that they can see and that they can touch and and, and then continue. So in general, we try to, to, to always work with our clients in the, in, in the agile way yeah. using Scrum or... So sprints. Uh, uh, sprints, so. Ex- exactly. And I, I think that also makes, makes it really powerful if you can really 
show it to them. Yeah. And that's one yeah. of the reasons that, that we do uh, Scrum, that yeah. we really want to have their feedback like every two weeks. Like, hey, is, is this still going the right direction? Sure, yeah. And then yeah. is this still what, what you're looking and for? And change your scope uh, if you're going and see what, what what needs to be done differently and stuff like that. Yeah, that that makes total sense. And the, 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 the cool thing about this is that, um, as you said, the... the the whole system revolved around being able to add metadata to videos and stuff like that, right? And it wasn't about creating a user management system and creating uh, a, a, something that, well, of course, you need something to connect to the database, but, but not managing the database and stuff like that, right? It's no. all about that that one core business thing or core focus thing within that product, right? And that's that's the... I think that's the beauty, but the, there's there is one thing that a lot of people will say then is that they will say, okay, but what about vendor lock-in, right? Uh, what about uh, me being locked into the the Amazon system at that mo- moment? Uh, what what do you what do you say to clients that have that kind of argument in that sense? Well, I, I think it, it, yeah, you have a lock-in. I yeah. mean, you have a lock-in to Amazon. I think the the two counter arguments i have to that i mean uh, uh, well i fully it has, agree that, that, that it's that, the same for azure and google by the way it's not only amazon but no it, yeah. but but, but it, it's the same for, for all but i think i mean amazon is is, is quite a big player it, it's not some a company that goes bankrupt in a year or two <laughs> I, I mean they're doing pretty good <laughs> yeah i mean it, 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 it it's in that sense uh, i think you can say it's a reliable partner i sure. mean they've have been in the business for 12 years i think more or less right now yeah um they have a proven track record i mean it, it's i think it's quite a good partner to have in in that sense um, and at the other hand, uh, and I, I still see a lot of companies doing that, and sometimes we also have to do it because it's a clear request or there, there are regulatory reasons to do it. Sure. If you start building a solution that that's, uh, doesn't have a vendor lock-in, so you try to abstract from it, which you can do. I mean, you can build your own abstraction layer on top of it and, and yeah. build it in such a way that you could actually run it on Amazon and on Google Cloud and on exactly. Azure. Yeah. It takes a lot more time. And and you don't really benefit from all the features that that the cloud providers offer quite often. Yeah. And then the question that you should ask yourself is like, am I really willing to spend all this money up front right now to make it, to, to, to give me the possibility to, to, to move it around? Or do I just accept that I have now a kind of a vendor lock-in? And if for some reason I want to move away in, in, in two or three years, okay, then then you can can rewrite it or you can can, can yeah. do the migration. Because I think quite often it om- it might take twice the money to, to build it uh, without a vendor lock-in or yeah. without the... Yeah, the titling R- to running it yourself, uh, getting up the, the the whole infrastructure and stuff like that, right? Yeah, uh, we, we've done it a few times in the sense that we've said, okay, uh, we're going to use something that's already available. So, for example, Redis, uh, which is a key store value, uh, key value store, sorry, uh, and they have that hosted, right? So you can have the hosted yeah. Redis, which which makes sense to us as well because then I can also say, okay, I, I can just run it locally right and that's that's that makes sense uh but i i i think we're also moving towards a more uh yeah a system that's more focused on okay create the best product that we want to have and we want to have the best product that can do x and not i don't i want to manage all the the infrastructure behind it and uh, creating a use as i said creating a user management system uh, for example is has been done like a gazillion times already. Yeah, and probably right better now. than you could ever do it yourself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the that thing. They've thought they thought about it. What what things do people need to have a user management, right? Yeah. No, and I think so. I fully agree. So, so yeah. like 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 a Redis or or a uh, actually also a MySQL database. Yeah, sure. They're offered as a service, but they're compatible with 
with anything that you yeah. could run yourself locally or another cloud provider. I mean, it's the same interface. Yeah. Um, so in that case, you don't even have a you don't have a lock-in. And also, when you run a VM on on EC2, yep, you could quite easily move that to another system. You can can do whatever you, you want. You can yeah. migrate a VMware image to 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 Amazon, and uh, and that works quite well. Um, but I think actually the 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 more integrated real serverless components, I think there's really so much power still in there because yeah. then you have also all the advantage that that an integrated system can bring. I think one of the uh, things that I really like about, about what Amazon is doing is the whole security model around it. So they have this concept of, of, of policy documents where you define what a particular user or, or, uh, or machine can do. And yeah. it, it, it can be really granular. So it can really say like you are allowed to touch that record in, in this database. And it works for servers that are fully managed by Amazon because that there it's integrated. But yep. for example, with a, with a MySQL database, yeah, it doesn't work. Th- that's way harder. You could still limit connection settings and say like, oh, you, this machine is not allowed to connect and this machine is allowed to connect and maybe you can do something with user roles. Yeah. But it's way more uh, basic. And and if you use the things that are really managed, this whole security aspect is, is, is way better integrated and you have full auditing uh, trailing uh, yeah. enabled on it, which is integrating the whole ecosystem that they also by have default. To. By yeah. default, yeah, out yeah. of the box. And yeah, you get it basically for free. Yeah, and that's the, that's the that's the thing we, for example, we use S3, which you can also, of course, uh, add those policies to your buckets and yeah. uh, stuff like that. So uh, it 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 helps out with a lot of those things, right? It helps out with uh, getting it right because a lot of people or a lot of companies uh, in general just. That's a big thing that always is overlooked somehow, right? The whole security part and actually getting it that correctly. And it's hard. Yeah, it, in, it's, in general, it's really like hard. If yeah. you want to do it yourself, it, it, it's really hard. And if you, um, as you said, like on the S3, uh, the, the, the object store that they have, yeah, sure. it's it's really important to do the security things. And then actually what they allow you is to set up these policies, but also, for example, defining uh, retention periods for objects, saying like, oh, somebody's not al- oh, you, you're not allowed to delete this for the next 30 days because <laughs> yeah. it's really important for me. Um, and you can see exactly who accessed your 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 object, or you can make sure that that it, it can be read but but not lead. And yeah. it's it's all managed in the, in all the same system. Yeah. So the same kind of policies you can write for your for your lambda functions or for accessing to your DynamoDB database. Exactly. And that, that hooks in with their um, uh, identity manager Cognito, yeah. where you can say, okay, if a user logs in, he's allowed to to update his own profile record in the database, but but not that from somebody else. Because crazy, yeah. And the fact that you get that out of the box, that, that's quite unique. I mean, that's almost impossible to build yourself. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Or you need to have the scale of, of a Facebook. That, yeah, that's yeah, a different story, exactly. Yeah, yeah. When when you when you grow to that scale, you have that, right? You have that. You have that option to do that. Uh, and, and even then, I'm not even sure if, if, if they they go <laughs> yeah. that way because I think that one of the things that, that Amazon, of course, is and actually all cloud providers again are, are facing is this uh, image that I think they, they still have sometimes from from the past that it's like oh it's it's in the cloud it's less secure. Yeah. It's I a would, big black box or whatever. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. And and I give my data to somebody else. I think that that's um, quite often the opposite is true. I think. Yeah. I mean, if you have your server in a, in a data center, yeah, okay, it, it's your server. But how well is the data center secured? How well is your server secured? Who is looking twenty four seven after your server? Make yeah. sure that that there's nobody getting into it or, or breaking into it. Yeah. Amazon is doing that for you. I mean, yeah. they take care of a lot of this stuff. I mean, and they they also make really clear what they do and what they don't do. Where you have your own responsibility yeah of course i mean if you're building an application that's not secure then they can't do anything about that right uh, no exactly but they're really yeah. transparent about it and yeah. actually it, it's 
more than transparent it's really clear guidelines so they have what they call is a shared responsibility model so they say like we take care of, of, of this part of the security but if you have for example an ec2 machine yeah you are responsible for patching the machine because it's your os they're not going to touch it yeah exactly but if you have for example a lambda function they take care of way more of the of security course. because yeah. they make sure that, that the whole thing is secure and yeah of course if you have a bug in your code that is still yeah, your that's problem your problem yeah yeah but 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 a lot of the underlying operating system things you don't have to worry about or networking security. and that's a big deal it's a big deal it's it's a lot of it's a lot of things that you you have to manage and, and don't have to think about anymore so what i was what i uh, was wondering about is that uh, of course you build these kind of solutions you think them out uh, how is that changing for you because of course what we already talked about aws is going more and more serverless and more and more yeah. into that direction how does that change your role as a as a company does that change your role or does it actually make it easier for you to do these kind of solutions i it might make it a bit easier but i think the biggest difference is that it allows uh new technology for 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 small for for a broader group of 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 companies sure so i think one area that is really interesting is moving really fast at the moment is the whole machine learning and artificial intelligence domain. sure yeah a couple of years ago you had to, to have quite a lot of knowledge to, 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 to train your own models and to make a machine learning model. I mean, you really had to, to be in that scene and you need to have a specialist people around it, et cetera, to, to, to use. And companies were using it. I mean, Cool Blue, for example, they are big enough probably to, to do something with yep. it or Facebook or Spotify. Those companies could do it, but, but like a, a small smaller company would probably not have the... the Don't have the resources the to The resource it. to really go into it. Yeah. And you see that also those servers are now being more and more available as serverless solutions. Yeah. So they offer for you the whole framework. They offer the the, uh, the basic model and they, they offer the, the, the framework to train your own models. So if you have knowledge or a data set or, or something that you would like to do, like as, as a shop or a company or whatever you have, um, like every what you have uh, at the Vrede, uh, yeah. the customer feedback. Yeah. What makes it unique is that you have the knowledge, you have the data, and, and you know what to do with it, but you probably don't have the expertise on, on, on training machine learning models. No, of course not. <laughs> but, but if you get that part as a serverless option, that you can, can put your data in there and put your knowledge in there, of course, you still need to know a bit about it. Yeah. But it, it's way easier to go that way, yeah. and, and you get a model that's trained out of it, which you can use quite simply in your application. You don't have to... Yeah. To build it all yourself yeah i think it allows companies to use a way these kind of service way easier yeah that, that's the biggest that's shift the that thing see. yeah that's the thing because uh, for example something like image recognition which uh, which i've played around with a little bit with recognition on aws as well yeah that, that's even already a trained model so yeah they, they it's have crazy that, like, that you have that trained model and just put it in there and we'll give you back the 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 json actually or the the the, the data just okay this is probably a dog for example <laughs> yeah exactly and 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 uh we, we did a project recently where uh we, we did uh uh analyze text and get the sentiment out of text like, yeah. like what, what are the key concepts is, is positive or negative what's the what's the main subject etc yeah. It was not a core part of our product, so we would never have spent a lot of time on it yep. because that would not have been worth it for the customer. But now it was like a managed service. We could implement it in in, in a couple of days, basically, yeah. or let, let's say two weeks of a sprint. Um, and, and, and that was actually giving a lot of value to the customer because it didn't cost that much. And actually, oh, it was actually quite nice to, to have that that kind of, of, of data yeah. in there. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of it, and I, I think that that's going to be just more and more. Uh, it, we're go- moving towards that more and more in in the sense that everything is going to be more product focused, right? You're going to focus on 
actually what your product is yeah. and not anymore on those kind of extra things that are all around it, right? They're, of course, important, but uh, I think that's moving that direction. Yeah, and I, exactly. I, I fully agree with you. And it's, I think, also important to 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 focus as a company on the things that you're really good at and you 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 have your knowledge about and, and, and not being distracted by all the... The other stuff, like like the old IT stuff that you yeah, had to sure. do to, to get things running. Yeah. At, at the same time, it it uh, one thing that I found interesting. I saw a picture recently was about how fast uh, servers grow on the internet and stayed something like it, it took telephony like like fifty years or seventy five years to get up to fifty million users, and and Pokemon Go did it in thirty days. Yeah. <laughs> so at the same time, you see with the whole internet and then the 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 online platforms and then people using it way more. Yeah. The need of of building a scalable and reliable system is getting more and more important you need to make things scalable and resilient and, and secure yeah. etc yeah so on that aspect you need to be more professional actually you, you need to go to a higher level and at the same time you, you probably don't want to spend too much time on it so in, in those scenarios it's just good to, to hand it over to somebody else i think yeah very very true very true so to wrap up I have just one more question. <laughs> okay. The burning question always at the end. <laughs> so uh, what are you most proud of since uh, you started this whole journey? Um, well, I, I think in, in, in short, I think what I'm most proud of is, is that we, we started Mirapar. And, and that, to be more specific, I think we managed to, to, to start a company with, with a lot of knowledgeable people. We've grown a lot. I mean, we are now uh, three years old, I think, three, four years old. We have over 50 people now. With yeah, it's a lot. And, and it, it's a really nice atmosphere. I mean, people are passionate. They, they have this energy. And, and I think that's what I'm most proud of, that we created that company and that they also get it back from customers, that, that we can really make a difference for customers and that, that they're really happy with what we do. I think that that whole package, that's what I'm most proud of, that we succeed in building that. Very nice, very nice. So how can people find you on the on the internet? Um, well, Mirapar, you can find on mirapar.com. Okay. Uh, and for me personally, I think LinkedIn is the best way to uh, to get in touch with me. Sure, I will uh, put your uh, details below, of course. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for your uh, yeah this long uh, <laughs> this long interview and long uh, conversation. I think it was uh, very helpful for people that want to get into uh, these kind of uh, services. Thank you for having me. And uh, of course, for the listeners, you can find the Bits versus Byte podcast on uh, bitsvsbytes.com, uh, also on uh, all major po- podcasting platforms. So on SoundCloud, uh, uh, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, uh, all over the place. We have uh, everything. And of course, uh, since uh, a few weeks, we are all on uh youtube as well so uh it's just audio only but uh, maybe there will be video in the in the near future as well so uh and also uh, also social media is uh, bits vs bytes on uh, twitter instagram and linkedin and i would like to thank you for listening and until next time